0: You're listening to Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome back to Blank Monster. Blank Monster is a segment here on Blank Scenario where I, your host Marie, go through two or three monsters in the Monster Manual that I think are underused or overused and need a few new ideas. We are going through the 5th edition monster manual, starting from A to Z, and this week we are on to the letter N. We don't have quite as many monsters in this section of the book, but there are two that I think are really interesting. We are going to be going over Nagas and Nothics, or Nothics, Have you pronounce that? So let's go ahead and jump to our first one, which will be the Nagas. So Nagas are intelligent serpents. That inhabit ruins in the past amassing arcane treasures and knowledge. They were created by a long ago race that has now been lost. And they have claimed to be the rightful inheritors of all of that race's treasure and lore. They are effectively immortal. They cannot die. They don't need food or water to survive. And if you do kill one, it is resurrected within a few days. The only way to prevent it from be- coming back to life after 1d6 days is with a wish bell. So this is a very powerful being. They are either benevolent dictators or brutal tyrants. Basically, they believe they have the sole right to rule their lair as they see fit. They are either good or bad, but either way, they're in total control and authority. In 5th edition, they are described as having an enmity with the Yonti as each race sees themselves as the pinnacle of serpentine evolution. So they don't really get along a whole lot. They can work together, but it's rare. If they have a common objective, they might try to be cooperative. But Yantes don't like to be under the control of the Naga, and the Naga feels like it has to be in control, so not a long-term relationship there. Interestingly enough, in 4th edition... They are actually described as having a good relationship with Yanti, often guarding their temples and vaults. So, kind of plays a little bit into that they can work together, but I get the feeling it's much more of, we don't want people getting into this area, so you can stay here, but we get to come and go as we see fit. There are several types of Nagas. 5th edition has three listed. There are six total that I found, so we're going to go with the 5th edition ones first. We have the Bone Naga which is an undead version of a Naga. The Bone Naga is described as what happens when a Naga's resurrection is interrupted by a yonti ritual. The yontis came up with a ritual that allowed them to interrupt this resurrection process and create a basically undead Naga. It is still intelligent. Um, it is not as powerful as the other Naga types, um, depending upon which book you're looking at. And it has some different immunities and conditions, but it is basically what happens when a Yanti ritual interrupts the Naga's natural resurrection. We also have the Guardian Naga, which is our really only true good Naga, although good could probably be defined as a technical term at this point, (laughs) because remember, they rule with all authority. They are much more about guarding and preventing people from coming in than outright attacking and killing. They typically protect sacred places, and they are described as wise and good, so going to be a little bit more friendly to people coming in. Then we have our spirit naga, who lives in gloom and spitefulness, which is a great description for any villain character. The spirit nagas are often plotting vengeance against creatures that have wronged them or that they believe have wronged them, which is a great scenario prompt right there. They are much more about charming people and to getting close enough for them to attack. All of the Nagas, including in past edition stats, are high-level spellcasters. Although, they don't have a lot of health, interestingly. The highest health is going to be, in 5th edition, it's going to be the Guardian Naga, your good guy. With 127. But he's a challenge rating of a 10. Which is actually pretty decent, considering most of their monsters. The reason for this is they have a very high bonus to everything. And they also have spellcasting. So they are a very tough fight on their own and that's if you don't include any other minions around them we do have a couple other types gonna to briefly touch on um won't go too far in detail and 3.5 we have a water naga that simply being wants to be in water so more of a ocean subterranean cave type creature and we have a dark naga which if the picture i found is to be believed looked like something out a beetle juice it is a evil being the water naga is neutral but the Dark Naga is more of an, a fight from a pie and throw stuff at people. Then 4th edition, we have one more type. And again, if the picture is correct, it basically is a Naga with five heads. And that's the Primordial Naga. This is the most powerful one I've found so far. In 4th edition, the other fun in they have is, again, Yanti often work with them. But Lone Nagas will also rule Primitive Tribes as a god. And each Naga type guards different types of knowledge. Based upon the 4th edition options, Guardian Nagas usually guard arcane secrets, rituals, and powerful items. Also, portals to the Astral Sea. Bow Nagas guard necromantic necromantic secrets, or places of the dead, potentially temples, sepulchers, and catacombs, and portals to Shadowfell. Dark Nagas guard prophecies and oracles, along with relics and rituals related to the same, as well as magical locations in the Underdark. Primordial Nagas guard the secrets of powerful primordial beings and portals to the elemental chaos. So there's a couple extra things on top that I think is really fun to add in. So let's go ahead and jump to a couple scenarios. Um, All the Naga types are pretty interchangeable, so whichever one you really want to throw at your party, you can easily throw it into any of the scenarios. The first prompt works off the idea that the Yanti have a rivalry with the Nagas, this is a really good one if you have a Yanti in your party or if you're doing one shot and everyone wants to play as Yanti, which I think would be really, really fun. A Yanti priest is sending your party to slay a Naga, not so that they're killed, but so that they can then have their priest follow you behind and interrupt its resurrection. So you are basically allowing them to create a naga, which is why I say it's really good if you're already playing as Yanti, because there's really good reason for you to want to help out. There could be other reasons as well. Maybe this is an evil Naga and you see benefit in destroying it and getting something out of the Yanti that you need. A couple of options there for making it work, but I personally like the idea of having a party of Yanti going into this and having a cleric who is ready to go with that uh, necromantic ritual just in case you succeed. And that, again, could be any of the Naga types. I would lean towards probably Darker Guardian if I'm honest, just because of their abilities, but any of them work. The next is actually not in a Nagas lair. Nagas will leave their lair to seek out knowledge if it is powerful enough, which tells you it's going to be good. So <laughs> when your party hears about this item, by the time they get to the tomb where this item is kept, they are not the only ones there. This one I did say Guardian Naga just because I think it's more interesting to have a being that is not inherently, I'm going to kill you to get what I want. Guardian Nagas are much more of, I'm going to try to persuade you not to follow me. You could also do this with the Water Nagas from 3.5, because they are neutral. But it is basically a race to see who can get to the end first to get this powerful item. Your party might decide, hey, we should just kill this thing and not worry about it. Or they might decide they don't want to and they're just going to avoid it and try to get to the end first. Either way, you have a really good antagonist going into this, especially because it's not just, oh, it's another group of adventurers. No, it's a very powerful being that if we want to fight them, we can, but it's going to be bad for us. And the last scenario option works on the idea of fourth edition where each type guards a different portal and your party has heard of a Naga layer and is trying to use this layer to find a portal to somewhere. It could maybe be a portal to a specific dimension. If they're trying to get to the Astral Sea, maybe try and get to the um, Elemental Plane of Chaos. Or if they are on that plane, which I think is a better option, they are trying to use that to get home. They might actually not know the Naga's there till they jump through that portal. So if you wanted to, you could seed the idea if they looked for it. There's a garden creature on the other side of this portal. Great. If they choose to investigate, they can find out it's a Naga. They know where they are. Maybe they can figure out what type of Naga based on that. They roll high enough. If they decide not to investigate, they might be walking into a very difficult fight as soon as they get to the material plane. So that is three options for the, uh, not Yanti, <laughs> three options for the Nagas. <laughs> Next, we have our Nothics. So Nothics are actually new-ish for D&D. They don't exist past third edition. From what I could find. The only book I have them in, unfortunately, is 5th edition. But they have ties to some other stuff, so they probably appear somewhere in past editions, maybe by another name that I haven't found. So, Nothics in 5th edition lore are wizards who, in the goal of seeking godlike supremacy, supremacy, have you say that, were instead reduced to tormented monsters by a dark curse left by Vecna, and a search for arcane secrets. Um, Vecna you may re- recognize as Dark Wizard of Necromancy Magic, Minor DT and D&D, also the main antagonist in Stranger Things. Um, I say spoiler, but that's been out for a while now, so if you don't know, now you do. <laughs> but they are monstrous aberrations with one massive eye that is described as gleaming with weird intelligence and malevolence. They... Don't retain awareness of their former life from what I can figure out in reading it. Although they kind of do. It's it's a bit unclear. And there's a reason for why it's unclear. And I'll explain in a second. They do not typically attack. They're more content to watch and look for opportunities to sneak around. When driven to violence, however, they use a rotting gaze ability. That they possess the ability to deal necrotic damage by gazing at people. So this is kind of similar to mummy rot. If you remember in the last episode. Um, it's not nearly as deadly as that, but this is the idea that if you get caught in their sight, your body will start to rot on you. They are a much lower level. These are only level two monsters, so they are very, very weak, but they are intelligent. So this is something you could talk your way out of. You don't have to fight them. The other fun thing with them that I would absolutely use against my players in a combat is that Nothics possess a strange insight and the ability to extract knowledge from other creatures. Normally, they do this in the pursuit of gaining secrets and forbidden lore, which they are still driven to find. They are driven by a vague knowledge to look for what is described as a way to reverse their condition, although there is no way to reverse it. There's no least known way or way that they could find, but they're driven by this desire to find, discover, learn, maybe I can reverse it. Um, it says that some of them are clever enough to realize it's a false hope to drive them to seek up more arcane secrets. So it's basically a punishing lesson in folly. What this means, though, is they are obsessed with knowledge and have a lot of it, and they will trade that knowledge for more knowledge or magic items if your party has any on hand. Now, you might be wondering, how does this work against your players? Well, They have a mechanical ability called Weird Insight, where if your character fails a charm roll, the Gnothic learns a fact or secret about a creature in its sight. So they can stare at someone and learn their deepest, darkest secret. If your party members are hiding things from each other, and you want a way to bring that out, this is a great option. They don't really exist beyond 5th edition. Um... From what I can tell in 3rd and 4th edition lore they are actually beings from the Far Realms where it's more of just insanity and chaos. They often serve as minions for overlords and cults um, such as Vecta. Although most of the abilities that they have are pretty similar. And of course they're still driven by the desire for knowledge. So it seems like a really simple monster but I think the scenario seeds you can pull with this are really interesting. The first one is you have an arcane library that has been dealing with a lot of nighttime intruders. Because Gnothics are driven by Desire for Knowledge, they like to go after arcane academies and other places of magical learning. The more arcane secrets there are, the more they are attracted to it. Um, I have not read the Candlekeep scenarios. However, if Gnothic is not in there, I'm going to be so mad because this is a perfect fit. So your party is keeping watch in this arcane library. Your party is expecting people to break in, maybe wizards, maybe you know thieves, rogues, whatever. When a Nothic breaks in, that's going to throw them off. And the Nothic is going to gain knowledge off of them. If you want to make this a multi-session scenario, you could have the Nothic running away after it learns something about the party and then using that against them. You could absolutely have it showing up to make a deal with people in the daytime saying, hey, look, if you get your party away from here, I won't tell them about the time you stole from them in the middle of the night to pay off your debts. It'd be super easy to do a lot of side stuff with the characters through the knowledge of Gnothic gains by just looking at them. Another scenario option is that your party needs to learn an ancient fact about a famous wizard, ancient wizard, whatever you want it to be. And the only person who knows it is supposedly a former wizard who's become a Gnothic supposedly this Nothic used to live in this wizard tower before they were transformed. That could be hearsay. It could just be random Nothic showing up there. But this being is the only one who has the information you need. So your party will have to figure out, are you going to try to charm it? Do you want to try to get something to trade for the information? You can trade more information for information, but it's got to be really, really special for Nothic to give that up. So that's a really good social option for this character because they need the information they can't kill the Gnothic. They could, but then they instantly fail. So they have to be able to talk their way out of this one. And the final scenario option deals more with the idea of Gnothic serving in a cult. Your party has been tracking a group of cult of Vecna. Because of course, Um, I will say, fair warning, I don't actually know that much about Vecna as far as deep lore goes. I just know roughly the name and some of the stuff from Critical Role. That's all I got. So that could easily be changed to cult of any arcane knowledge seeker if you wanted to, or if I'm incorrect in Vecna. But your party has been tracking them down, finally figured out where they are, and it's going to raid them, basically. Go in, take them out, capture them, Is leading group going in, however you need to set it up. If you want to have it be four or five NPCs they've been tracking, maybe it's just them. If this is a sting operation, maybe they have the local town's guard coming in with them. Once they get there though, they find out that there's a Nothic or multiple Nothics, again, depending upon challenge rating you need, serving with this cult. Now, the Nothics deal on average 10 damage with their gaze. So their rotting gaze could, in theory, take out quite a few town guard and PCs, right? So your party is gonna be left with dealing with these Nothics on their own because the town guard is too busy with the cultists. The Nothics, however, be using these secrets against them. The Nothic stat in the 5th edition book does not have it listed, but for this scenario, I would homebrew at least one or two Nothics, be like a, Nothis, a Nothic spellcaster, and I would give them specifically the ability to use Vicious Mockery or something along those lines. So as they are learning secrets, they are casting the spell against your party, and if they have successfully managed to gain, gain information about them, They can do more damage, they have a better chance of hitting, whatever it is. Pick a couple of spells that really deal with if you know something about the creature you deal damage type of stuff, right? So you can really mess with your party of, you know, if someone maybe ran away from home you could say something like, your parents don't miss you. Using that as vicious mockery against them would be a really good option. So that's a really good one if you just if you really want to just bring out everything your party's been keeping secret from each other this is a scenario to go with. That has been two more options in the Monster Manual. We have our various types of naga's and the Nothics, which I really do like the Nothics. I know I say that every episode, but I really want to figure out a way to use them now because they are fantastic. They are very low level, but because they are intelligent and seeking something, they're a good social encounter. If you don't want to just go and beat them up. So we will leave that there. We are slowly making our way just past halfway point. Let me know what you would do with these two. Um, what your favorite type of naga is if you have one. And if there's a monster coming up you want me to cover, be sure to let me know. I will see if I can come up with at least a couple scenarios for it. If I don't get into a main episode, I can always post it on the Facebook and other social media pages. So at least you'll have it there. And I will see you in the next episode. Hello. Bob Spuds here on the scene, once again, reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some top tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. Nobody likes that guy.